Philosopher Seneca once said, Try not to be miserable about future misery. Hello, my name is David Kane, and welcome to Episode 8, The Feel It to Heal It Calendar. Now, 24 years ago, when I stared into the abyss of the unknown future, I carried misery every day thinking of the one-year anniversary of the death. And Seneca was correct. I wasted present moment energy worrying about something that was 11 months in the future. And this just added to the gong show that was my mind, body, and soul. Just imagine the energy I spent carrying that misery every day for almost a year. Now, last year, I educated myself on Seneca's belief of not being miserable about future misery. And I leaned into David Kessler's idea that the map of our future pain and suffering is more importantly, the map of our healing. And I was also exposed to the special days calendar from the Grief Recovery Institute. So I combined all this with my commitment to feel it to heal it. And I designed this calendar called the feel it to heal it calendar. Remember the suggestion that time alone will not heal our deep grief wounds, but rather what we do with that time is what will help our journey. The idea of this calendar is yet another way of taking a little bit of control of what feels like a totally out of control situation. So you simply take a blank calendar and start to write in any dates that you know might trigger you going forward over the next year. And these are very predictable triggers. For me, it was birthdays, anniversaries, including the one-year anniversary of the death, holiday celebrations that would happen as well. I included in the calendar things like the Folk Festival, Toronto International Film Festival, and the Reframe Festival. So anything that had a hard date on it, I put in the calendar. And on the back of the calendar, I wrote down all the events that I felt I needed to live through that didn't have a specific date. For example, that hike we always did together, the first time going to a movie, first time going to a restaurant, first time cross-country skiing, first time camping, first time canoeing, first time kayaking, first time cycle touring. So at this point, I've documented in the exact days when known triggers will happen, and I've got a list of all the other triggers that I need to schedule in the future. And with this, I could schedule those unscheduled events in a time-sensitive manner, not putting too many in one month. Now, once I filled out the calendar, I could see the roadmap to my healing and all these things I needed to lean into. Now, I didn't hang the calendar on my kitchen wall. I kept it in a drawer and I knew where it was. The mere fact of writing something down in this closed loop system meant I could release it from my present moment. And this allowed me not to carry future misery in the present moment. Now at the start of each month, I take out the calendar and read what's coming up for that month, thus bringing it back into my present moment at the appropriate time. So I'm not avoiding these triggers, but rather managing them. This is quite freeing, and so with a way of preserving a bit of energy in the present moment when I am very low in energy. 
Now, remember, just because I write it in the calendar, it doesn't mean it'll never show up in my present moment. But when it does, I can treat it as a small grief trigger, knowing it's in the calendar, but yet feel it in that moment to heal it. So I hope you can see the value of this calendar. For example, Janice and I cycle toured around the world. We bike 25,000 kilometers over several years, seeing the world one kilometer at a time. I knew that one of the hardest things I had to face was going on my first cycle tour without her. So it was written on the back of my calendar, and in January of this year, I scratched it off the back of the calendar and scheduled it for March. I bought my airline ticket, packed my bicycle into a cardboard box, and flew to Lisbon by myself. I took the train north to Porto and cycle toured 750 kilometers along the coast through Lisbon and then ended up in the Algarve, again all by myself. This whole trip was sweet and sour, lots of adventure and lots of tears. But it definitely did serve the purpose. At the end of this trip, I was satisfied that I went through some of the feel-it-to-heal-it moments I had to for this tradition and all its initial triggers. Now here's the thing, next time I cycle tour, it may be sweet or it may be a bit sour. It is what it is. But it will be more meaningful having gone through this first one. It definitely was part of my journey through the pain, but also more importantly, it was part of my journey to the healing. As a result of that successful trip, I've organized another trip with a friend, Peter, next year, where we'll cycle in southern Patagonia. Now, moving on, life's not perfect. For example, in January of this year, I got an email announcing the Banff Film Festival release. This was something we watched every year together. So this triggered me. It just shows that you can't get everything into the calendar. But having all the tools, I dealt with it when it presented itself. Well, there you have it. This is an actionable do-it-yourself step that's available for your consideration. Now, if you wish to take on this step, simply get yourself a new physical calendar and start to write down the dates of triggers that you know will be coming up in the future. For example, birthdays, anniversaries, etc. As well, take the time to write down somewhere on the calendar a list of those unscheduled triggers that you wish to live through over the next year. My example included the canoeing, kayaking, and cycle touring. So once you've done all this, you have a roadmap to your healing. From there, you can start living those unscheduled events at whatever pace is appropriate to you. Now, could this activity scan multiple years? Absolutely. I was without these skills 24 years ago. My first Christmas alone was horrible. The anticipated fear of that day that I built up over the four plus months of being single was too much to handle. I shut down. I avoided it. And I tried to ignore it. I wished it would go away, searching for the fast forward button. I did anything but feel it to heal it. Subsequently, the second Christmas, which was, 20, was 16 months after I was first widowed, was when I actually started to face the pain and suffering of that holiday. 
And it even took the third Christmas to really get through those feelings. Now, I spoke about going out to a restaurant as one of my triggers that I had to experience. I'm now a single person living in a couple world. Somebody once spoke about a widower who went to a restaurant with friends. The first time they went, it was horrible. The next time it was less horrible. And over time, it became more acceptable. This speaks to the fact that some triggers have to be lived through more than once. And again, this points out that you may not fully process all the trigger feelings in one go, and you may have to relive them multiple times over multiple years. There is transformation here, and I believe that if you embrace this idea, you will not be as miserable as future misery as you may be today. So once you've tried this, I would love to hear from you as to how this worked for you. If it saved you energy in the present moment, please feel free to email me at info at seaofacceptance.com. As you may recall, in episode one, I mentioned that we have to focus on the past, the present, and the future to effectively feel it, to heal it. Now, the Grief Recovery Workshop's primary purpose is to deal with the past. Identifying incomplete communications, unresolved pain and suffering, and bring closure to these very difficult feelings. Now, in episode four, when I demonstrated how I actually grieved in the present moment, that obviously was focused on the present. In episode seven, we talked about the daily affirmation list, and their primary focus is also on the present. Although the daily affirmation lift practice makes us more resilient for our future self. In this episode, once we build and live our calendar, you'll stare into the abyss of your unknown future. And some of that future is known and less of a mystery. Therefore, the primary purpose of the calendar is both the present and the future. So I'd like to thank you for witnessing this episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as we together learn to feel it, to heal it.